This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate Prostaskius, Leroy, Kiana, Jeremy, Jacob, Cheryl, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punch and Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Eric. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another soggy episode of Inspiration Point. I am Andrew. And I'm Adam. Why are we soggy? Uh, we're soggy because Andrew be in California and it has been raining uh, like crazy. Yeah, we've been getting a little bit of rain down here too, but it's always pretty welcome. We're usually pretty happy to have oh it. Oh my goodness. It, uh, I mean, California's definitely been happy to have it too, but oh my God, like, have you been watching the, the news as far as like the damage is concerned? No, there's only one type of news that I've been following lately. <laughs> it's kind oh, of eaten up yeah. the in, entire sphere. Um, you know, we it, will get to that. We will get sure. to that. So the only other place I really heard anything about was Ukraine. Uh, so no. <laughs> oh man, dude. Like these, uh, atmospheric rivers they call these kind of weather systems that have been kind of sweeping in from the pacific have been straight up wreaking havoc across california in a huge way like um i think they've said that over the course of these storms like 19 people have straight up died wow um like millions if not billions of dollars in damage um like no joke the ground Uh, in in california a billion dollars of damage is like what an an apartment complex yeah like three houses yeah it's freaking nothing but like no no kidding though like if you just going into santa cruz um uh, a friend of mine had their family has a uh home that well it's a it's a beach house down in capitola which is like a suburb of santa cruz kind of between santa cruz and monterey which are the uh. kind of big popular places for those who aren't very familiar with california um and it's in it's on a gated off street so these are like private uh private residences that are um ve- very nice you're talking a row of houses whose value each individual house is most of them are between like mid three millions up to like eight millions there are a few i think i saw one in there that was almost 10 and a few that were maybe one point something but the majority you're talking like a couple million dollars or more um and like big nice places and they just got walloped like they're that private drive that they're on runs behind the houses and then you've got like garages and parking spaces then the house then like usually back patios straight onto the sand 
you got about a hundred feet or so, maybe a little more than it's ocean. So they are right there. And the photos are freaking incredible. Like, like walls of patio doors that just got blown back through people's living rooms. My buddy went into the house to check over everything. And like at the opposite end of the house, Back in like bedrooms and stuff like that, they were still finding carpet buried under like over an inch of sand. Like everything is drenched, like structural damage. You're seeing beams under the patio that should be straight up and down that are knocked back to like a 45 degree angle. One of the neighbors next to their house, the entire house had been just the whole thing had been shoved back onto that street that runs behind the houses. It just took the whole dang thing and just moved it. Like, you know, you're seeing uh, videos of people driving down one of the main streets there is called West Cliff. And it's a it's a road that obviously goes along the coast and there's this railing and everything. But what it's hard to tell from the camera angle because the guy's like in his car kind of driving along but if you were to look past and over that fence it it's literally like a 30 to 40 foot drop literally down a big rock cliff till you hit beach way down below and i'll tell you dude like this in this video you see this wave come up like if you've been to those amusement parks where the log flume comes down and like people stand on the bridge and get blasted by the wave. And right. So yeah. it was a wave that was like bigger than that. And it just comes roaring up over this over the edge and just slams the phone out of the dude's hand. Like all you see is the the phone drop down and car sounds are going and you're just seeing like his thighs as he's still sitting in his car and it's under freaking water it's it's freaking incredible sinkholes opening up that are just swallowing like entire parts of highways and, and you're talking holes that are like easily big enough to swallow entire cars and like you know a dozen or more feet deep you know some some towns are like under feet of water um it's it's been I, I, so so that is what you mean by soggy dude it it has been it's been on un, unflipping believable man well i i've i mean luckily that hasn't right where we are our town has been largely okay few streets and subdivisions around town flooded a little bit uh, right. um but they have uh some of the city parks they had the forethought to make them like flood overflow basins so typically when it's not flooded you've got this nice like big grassy bowls that work for kids to play sports in and stuff like that but when there's super duper heavy rain they have these like uh overflow uh, like drainage pipes right and they basically turn into like little lakes which is <laughs> for the kids very, to play in <laughs> yes indeed for the kids to play in it's all it's all, it's fun all for the kids toxic flood water um, <laughs> that reminds me of my one of my favorite uh, movies, The Hudsucker Proxy. I have never heard of that. Uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie um, where this guy invents the hula hoop, <laughs> and one of the uh, recurring lines is, "You know, for the kids, 
um is like when he when he's like mentioning his uh his ideas and he's like showing his ideas to people it's it's like he doesn't provide any context so he just pulls out a piece of paper that he has folded up and the only thing drawn on it is a single circle and and people are like what (laughs) right but his idea is the hula hoop he hasn't doesn't have a name for it yet Oh my god! But it's for kids. That's that's all he can say about it. Oh, that's that's um, hilarious. I mean, I, I recommend anything by the Coens. Honestly, they're my favorites. They're they do have some some really great ones. You know, Although, actually, I, I'm I'm sorry about the the forced baptism of California, dude. Um, that sounds pretty terrible. But I'm glad it hasn't affected you yet. I hope that you have a sturdy vessel. Uh, just in case uh, things uh, go south. I imagine no, you, you have a switch in your house somewhere that turns it into a boat, right? I uh, I do not. I'm lacking. <laughs> I'm lacking a houseboat switch. I I do indeed wish I was oh, in possession of, of such a switch. That sounds pretty badass. If uh, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Um, there, there was uh, no joke. There was a little well, while. What Andrew's doing after the recording, sweetie. Uh, I this is not something I knew about before, but uh, <laughs> no, we need this. I have. This is something I need. We need to look into a boat switch. There was and, a while there, and, and then where it I doesn't. Was, like no rain comes, you guys don't get flooded out, and you're like, man, what a jip! <laughs> what a jip! I was like so. Stu- I I like like run people's hoses over from their backyards and like freaking you know do like butters in south park when he's like trying to drown the world by he just turns his his family's hose on full blast in the backyard and cackles maniacally right. as he waits for the water to build <laughs> yeah. up and he's waiting all day and he's just got one big soggy puddle in his backyard. <laughs> like, this is uh this is taking a while <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love butters. Oh, you know, who doesn't? Fun fact: Speaking of hula hoops, my mom's boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> his, <laughs> I know, right? This is, this, trust me. Are we ever going to talk about role playing games today? No, no, no. That's, oh, okay. this, people come here for a specific kind of experience. <laughs> Garnet, we're going to give it to hear about Andrew's mom's um, boyfriend. No, no, it's not him. It's his daughter. Okay. His daughter. No Andrew's joke. mom's boyfriend's daughter. Okay. Yes. Yes. See, it sounds like that bit in uh, Spaceballs. Best friends. It, it, it is that bit in Spaceballs. Yes, it is. It totally is. So his his daughter is, no joke, I didn't even realize this was a thing, a professional hula hooper. And <laughs> she, I know. That's what I said. I was like, this is a thing. These are fun facts by Andrew. (laughs) It has taken her around the world. She has her social media game on point, and she will just throw out to people, hey, I'm going to be in this location. I'm going to be, you know, teaching a class at such and such a park. Slots are like, you know, 25 to 50 bucks a pop, whatever. Sign up. And people do enough so that it's enough for her to like tour internationally. 
she's been hired to go over to like Germany to do hula hooping. And like they pay her enough to be able to like she could buy a used vehicle on a whim and like just constantly just do road trips across the country. And like she's like seeing the world on the back of hula hooping. That sounds like a like a pretty hip job. It blows my my mind in its entirety. Like (laughs) I still cannot fathom how someone leveraged that into like career level income can, can you imagine going to like your high school reunion so what's what, what happened in your life well let me tell you let me tell you it wasn't I hope really you're what sitting I down not where i thought i would go doctor lawyer accountant morons all I can, of them i can do this <laughs> work those hips work those hips spins around and around look i can even put it on my arm and spin it vertically bet you didn't think of that no joke though mad props to her because she made that work for her and that's awesome i i mean you know the stuff people can do kids you can be anything you want okay anything if you have the desire and the stick to man, you can literally do anything. Don't <laughs> let your mom and dad ever tell you. Mom and dad, I know what I want to be when I grow up. Pro hula hooper. You should be a doctor. Don't you listen. You go out there and you hoop to your little hoopy heart's content. You do it. You make that money. You heard Whatever it here, folks. It may be. Uh, don't listen to your parents. Don't. Or go career paths such as doctor and lawyer and instead target the career of professional hula hooper because it does exist. And at least one person in the, on the planet has succeeded at it. Yeah, that sounds like an unearthed arcana bard class that didn't quite make it. <laughs> the hooper. Oh, please, someone homebrew that. You gain Actually, a number of hula hoops equal to your proficiency bonus. You know, speaking of homebrew content, yeah, you want to jump into the topic? Oh, I would. I was. I would. I actually thought you might never ask. You know, I'll ask. I'll just make you. I'll make you wait for it. It's Fifteen called, minutes. It's called um, building anticipation. Is that what that is? Is that what that is? That's what I'm gonna call it. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. We live in a world where you can hula hoop as a career. Yes. You can do anything you want. That doesn't mean you should do anything you want. Um, speaking of things that you shouldn't do just because mm. you want to. Sick burn. <laughs> oh, right. You, God. you hear where I'm going with that? Yeah, I, I know exactly. All right, just, y'all. Just because you can do a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> doesn't mean you ought to. Because sometimes you might end up alienating your entire market. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You may, in fact, take a perfectly good thing, such as a golden goose, and eviscerate that thing and try to make everybody else who saw you eviscerate that golden goose right in front of them live. You're going to try to convince them that so, it's so all if, fine. If, if anybody's waking up from a coma right now, um, the Wizards of the Coast, 
released a preview of uh, new terms of their open gaming license, and uh, right. people were not super happy about that. Uh, people are sure not weren't. <laughs> super happy about they it. Remain they remain dissatisfied, and then after about a week of silence, um, Wizards oh. comes back uh, with a. Uh, I wouldn't call it an apology. <laughs> that's because that's because not it, what was it was not an apology. You know yeah. what? I just uh so before we jump into that and we will jump into yeah. that. Boy, yeah. Howdy. Um for just for uh for anyone who's maybe is a bit unfamiliar with this, frankly it's a, a little hard to believe that you might be listening to the show and not be familiar with and it. But by the time you've listened to this show, you've probably heard like 90 different takes on it already. But. You probably have. Uh, but so just so anyone, uh, so everybody's on the same page, a license in general is essentially just a set of terms which allow the use of something without the risk of a lawsuit. Right. So something... Uh, one example of this that a lot of people, especially creative people, are familiar with is the Creative Commons license, right. yeah. um, which basically allows someone, say, say Adam decides he wants to create uh, like tokens or monster artwork that he has made. And he's not so much interested in making money on it as he is and just getting his name out there, spreading the work around, maybe helping people out, whatever his motivation may be. He decides he is going to publish his artwork under the Creative Commons license. And he says that in the information about his work when he lists it. The Creative Commons license is a... Uh, is a set of guidelines that basically anyone can go read that say, so long as this work is used following these, these rules, these parameters set out in the license, you will not be sued by the creator of this content for using this work. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of different licenses. There are even different versions of the creative commons license, but right. You basically choose to use that license in order to either use a thing or create something to be used with something else. Right. And it basically says, so long as you follow these guidelines, the person who owns this work or created this work won't sue your pants off. So what what Wizards did in order to grow their brand is they created an open gaming license. Correct. Which allowed uh, third-party creators such as Andrew, such as uh, myself, who 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 does this stuff all the time, and more and more specifically, uh, Nord Games, as yeah, the company, right? Nord Games. I mean, Critical Role, uh, Sly Flourish. You know, all these different guys, uh, Dungeon Dudes with their Drakenheim setting, Cobalt you know. Press. Uh, yeah, Iso. Uh, well, and and that's a whole other thing. Uh huh. But you know, it's all of this was created uh, with this idea that you know, barring using D and D specific characters such as mind flayers or beholders, right? You could essentially write stuff that was compatible with fifth edition, as long as you didn't say this is Dungeons and Dragons. 
Correct. You know, you could pretty much, you know, make monsters, items, rule sets, um, you know, NPC storylines, entire yep. campaign settings. You know, you could do all this stuff. And, and this has been the case for, you know, um, was like even since uh third three point five, I believe. There was there was uh the first time yeah. the the OGL showed up was um with uh Ryan Dancy was the VP at the time and he kinda I think he spearheaded the thing. And that was during the three five days, if I recall correctly. Then yeah. they had a different license that they uh put out with fourth ed and it was far more restrictive and it tanked things which, right and it uh, led to the creation of pathfinder because yep. that that with the with the addition of people just not liking fourth very much yep you know it it just it resulted in paizo turning around and making essentially what amounts to dungeons and dragons <laughs> 3.75 which and, yeah and they did so using the ogl from right. 3.5 so and and that's also interesting because you would think that given that history they would have you know looked at that and gone maybe we shouldn't you know screw with a good thing yeah um, but that's exactly what they did uh yeah, they they are in in the words of Sly Flourish. I was watching his video about this on on my drive home. Mm. Um, you were watching it on your drive. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I I had hit play on the YouTube video, then set it in the seat next to me because it's there not like go. I needed to sit there and watch him talk. Right. Um, but yeah, he he, he was like they have. What what he said was they're snatching a defeat from the jaws of victory. Because, oh, you know, with with fifth edition being what it is, I mean, D and is bigger now than it ever has been by and, a massive margin. And what's really powerful about Dungeons and Dragons is its brand more yep. so than it as a like a publishing thing. Right. Then it's first then it's first party. Content. I mean, I mean, let's uh, you talk about your bad timing. I mean, look at what's. Uh. What, look at how people are hyped for the the Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? Dude. It, it looks like a Marvel movie, right? It looks like it's the beginning of a franchise, yes, right? Yes, it does. And uh, you know, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's a maybe it's terrible. I don't know, but you know, so far the trailer is already better than all the other attempts at D and D movies. Is. So you're you're sitting on this like gold mine. Like really long term view of profit, right? Yeah. Which unfortunately is just not really always the case with with uh, business minded people these days, and it usually yep. is about immediate profit, immediate uh, rise in in um, in income, as opposed to longevity, because they're all gonna quit and move on to another thing anyway. Right. Right. Because they're just gonna get bored. They don't care. Yeah. So they're like, so they can point and say, well, look, my, while I was in my tenure, you know, we went up 15% or whatever. Right. It's a and, lot of shareholder driven. Right. Um, 
decision making. Yeah, and we got to make the board happy. You for know. anyone who who doesn't know, uh, Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro, right. um, the massive uh, toy empire board game and toy empire. Right? Yeah. And there was a stock uh, shareholders meeting and such, and essentially what had happened was what had happened was uh, essentially they were told that d that the d and d license that Dungeons and Dragons as a property is being under monetized right which kind of kicked off what we're dealing with right now. and it, and and it, and the idea behind it is true right this idea that the dm buys everything right and that's mm-hmm. something i've been saying since forever oh, sure. is the the dm buys everything and yet there's six people at this table the seven people at this table right so this idea that that dnd is under monetized is probably true Right. And, and they've made a lot of um, efforts to try to to reach that. Right. I, I mean, I have a lot of these accessories. Oh, sure. Of course, there, there's like infinite um, like minis. There's, yep. you know, the spell cards and monster cards and blah, 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 and it goes on and on. But for whatever reason, uh, Wizards is always behind the the third party people right like of course there's a lot more companies out there making kickstarters and trying to create supplements and tools and things but like the online presence has been lackluster for a long time and they've known that they've have to be in this this virtual play space but we have to rely on things like roll 20 and foundry you know, in order to create, why don't they have their own thing already? I mean, why, heck, why don't they have monster builders? Why don't they have like, you just look at, uh, at D and D beyond itself. It was only recently. I mean, we, as we're recording this, we are halfway through January, 2023. I think last year, somewhere in 2022 is when, uh, when Hasbro and wizards of the coast actually bought D&D Beyond yeah. that up until that point D&D Beyond was actually like not owned by Wizards of the Coast uh. it was its own entity so um, so even that is like so late you know very. i can remember i can remember back in 4th edition they had the DM tools on the website right and right. you could you could like make a monster from scratch which by the way i use that all the time but in its entire lifespan, it was always in beta. Yep. They never did a full release of it, right? Well, or maybe they did and they just left it in beta because then if anybody complains, you can just go, well, it's, you know, it's in beta. So, right, exactly. That's, and that's so that stupid. Is a, that is a thing, too. That is a thing for real. Yeah, but it, like it's so gross, you know, and yeah. it's just how come you can't hire the people? They can do the thing. I don't, that is difficult for me to understand. So, yeah. but I think one thing that we're starting to come to realize is that, um, they're dumb. Oh, <laughs> they, man. It, it sounds simple, like, right? Like it sounds like I'm like oversimplifying, a- but honestly, it's not, it's being mismanaged. Yes. From and, the top. And, and to, to put it very clearly at, at least from 
from my chair and what I've what I've read. And I am I am in no way a business expert nor a lawyer. So anyway, there are, you know, <laughs> if anybody was freaking wondering that uh, nobody wondered that. Nobody wondered that. Uh, I, if anyone did, that would be worrisome. Anyway, uh, but I want to make sure that it's very clear that at least as far as I understand this, all these problems that we are reading about and everything did not come from the design team or the floor level employees over at Wizards of the Coast. Right. As far as I understand, well, this is all like sea level. Yeah. Yeah. High, high, higher ups. Basically. By, by the way, were, it always is. It always yeah. is. You know, like, gosh, I used to watch Kitchen Nightmares all the time, right? Yeah. Like every, every episode was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it was whose fault is this? It's the owners. Yep. Like every single time right these problems are almost always top down not not the reverse yeah right so <clears throat> so you know basically what the what their new version of the OGL would kind of do is is say okay if you made x amount of money we get royalties on that money and anything else that you create that you use using the OGL we can just use it Right. It can just be ours now. That was the that was the verbiage in uh in the leaked one point one document. Basically there was a there was a fifty K limit where basically if you make at least fifty thousand I thought it was seventy five or is that a different it was there were two numbers. The fifty thousand number, if you make more than that on products that use the OGL, you have to report all the stuff oh, that right. you are selling as well as the information on it to gotcha. wizards, which is a freaking logistical nightmare just in itself. Like you imagine the busy work of that on both ends, both Probably the people to that have to it. submit it and the but people if, who have, of to course, if you're it. the one writing this, you have no intention of ever being the person that heck no, no, it goes through any of that. So they then, don't care. The 750K number was uh, basically if you make more than $750,000 on gross, by the way, not net. Right. So that's um, just straight up revenue, not profit. Right. Yeah. So for every dollar you would make above 750K, you owe them a quarter of it, which is bonkers. Yeah, that's absolutely bonkers, right? It's act- it's absolutely crazy. I mean, gosh, I, again, you're about to make a movie, right? Right. Why not take the smallest possible little bit of that and just r- ride the gravy train, right. right? I don't understand. Like, you, there's so much more to gain by by you know working on expanding the brand itself, right? Instead of trying to nickel and dime the marketplace because when you do that people don't want to deal with you right. and here's the other thing you know we're talking about gross not take-home pay right so so this is before you cover costs so so what they're saying so you might think well oh they just mean like really big companies right it's like that's it might what say, they want you to think that's what they want you to think right but the the, the thing is is 
you know, even uh, Andrew's company probably makes that. And then they and then everything, all of that's going right back in the business. Oh, yeah. You I know, mean, they're not you're, they're not taking that home. Third third party publishers for anyone who might not know uh, operate on pretty slim margins. Absolutely. In order to pay the employees and pay for development like like any time a company like Nord wants to create a physical product like a book like spectacular settlements we have to pay the printer to print all these things Nord has to send them a check and go hey please print us this stuff then we also have to pay to have it shipped over here and then we also have to pay to warehouse and get it distributed and all that stuff. That's money that's out of the company's pocket. And granted, we're not paying retail price because of course we're not. But once it sells, then we're getting bits of that and that's coming in and helping us recoup our costs and stuff. And that's how we put money into further development, make more stuff, hiring new people if we need to, you know, commissioning art, all that stuff. That's how that cycle works and yeah. like it's not like companies like us even bigger ones like cobalt or or even paizo we're not like sitting on massive gold mines of money and no. this is this is a few rich people picking on a whole bunch of poor people right relatively speaking well and i think that those rich people have zero clue of the actual community and third-party developer situation. And what makes all this even worse is that right after that, those couple sections that actually give you like hard numbers, like the 750K uh, number, there's this nice little rider that comes after that basically says, oh, by the way, Wizards of the Coast reserves the right to change these terms whenever it wants, so long as they... And this, I guess, is supposed to make people feel better. So long as they give at least 30 days notice. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm like, as oh. long as I get that 30 days notice, you know, that's. Yeah. So, you know, <sighs> yeah, no, it's crickets. it's ridiculous. So it's like, by the way, these terms that you're going to stake your whole life on your entire livelihood, all of that, we can just change that whenever, whenever we want. Right. Because it's of like, reasons. Like, who are you trying to get here, right? Right. Who Who do you think you're dealing with? Here's the other thing. The thing that drives me nuts about this is just the the, the very the thing. <laughs> the thing that really bothers me <laughs> is just the complete misunderstanding of what business they're in. Yes. You 1, know, it thousand percent. Yes. Like, OK, so obviously no, none of them made D&D. Right. And, yes. <laughs> and 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 role playing as a genre <laughs> is a little bit bigger than Wizards of the Coast. Now, D D is the big name, right? Fair enough. Gotcha. Far and away. Yep. But it, it's not like people can't figure out to to roll a die and add a number and decide if that's good or not. I mean homebrewing is a thing. You know, there's there's tons of systems out there. There's tons of systems that are basically Dungeons and Dragons 
or you know, pretty darn close. Yep. People have been, you know, using the D&D brand because fifth edition is a decent game. And yes. because yes. it has that name recognition and all that good stuff. And it's 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 solidly designed. You know, nobody's going to say it's flawless. But hey, what, what they don't understand is that people aren't going to their trough. They're going to people's troughs. Right. Yes. Like they're the ones showing up that should be saying thank you for everything that you've made because you are you are appreciating the value of my brand of the thing that that I that I own that is going to give me potential to make movies. Right. You think Marvel makes any money from comic books? You know, all their money is wrapped up in these movies now and the merchandise that goes with these movies. Oh, yeah. Okay, the merchandise. That's, I mean, it, you want to sell toys. Why we should be going, kids should be going to Hot Topic and picking out their favorite class as a t shirt, right? Yep. They should be going to uh, Target and picking up, you know, the half orc barbarian figure, yep. you know, to, to go on their shelf. They should be thinking about Dungeons and Dragons like Transformers and Ninja Turtles. Oh, totally. Right? I mean, it's toys. It's freaking toy N- nickel and diming Kickstarter groups that make books. That's <laughs> not the target. What? How is that your strategy? Right. You already have the name, right? You already have the thing that is the most important. Yeah. And the only reason there's only, there's only two reasons why, why anyone knows what D and D is. Okay. Number one is the satanic panic. Okay. <laughs> That's so thank a, you, true. concerned mothers, for making D and D a thing. Yeah. All right. And because <laughs> as soon as kids learned that their parents hated it, they were like, "I got to know more about that." What that is? <laughs> What's that? And then the the second thing that really made D and D what it has become is the OGL. <laughs> and and that's exactly where I was gonna go too. Like and and that's. That's what I found the most baffling about this whole thing. And and we're going to get to a couple more points because like the stuff we've been talking about is from the leaked 1.1 uh, version. And they have since uh, released a few more, uh, we'll say tidbits, <laughs> since, tidbits since then. But where we are right now is exactly what you said. Like this, what I found to be just a baffling disregard for the plain and simple fact that the OGL in it from its original inception back in 3.5 let alone uh 1.0 C that all of the um content creators have been using now that was like the the 5e version um the the success like you look at how 5e and D&D as a brand has blown up yeah it's exploded it's it's exponentially greater than it has ever been before it's bigger than i ever expected it to be you know i remember back in college even at our art school still feeling like we were kind of niche right right now now it's definitely mainstream now it's a very mainstream everybody knows who dnd is everybody's tried it at least once celebrities play it on camera for crying out loud like right or sometimes not which in my opinion is even more impressive or, when yeah. they're just if they're just sitting around playing with their buddies you know absolutely like, like that's 
that means something. Like there are literally NFL players who just say in their bios and stuff now, like, oh, yeah, one of my hobbies is I love playing D&D. Like, yeah, you never heard about that in the 90s. Right. And and this whole thing shows this incredible lack of awareness that D&D has gotten to the incredible place that it has been at. Mm hmm largely thanks to the efforts of the community and people using the OGL every, you know? Yeah. And it's like Skyrim, right? Like everybody, all the modding community, like Skyrim's good. It's fine. Sure. Right. You know, it's a really good game. It might even be the best elder scrolls game. I don't know. Some people would say it's Marwind, but like, it's really the mod community that made it the phenomenon that it became. It's insane. Yeah. Like they added so much longevity to, to the game. I mean, Skyrim is one of those titles that like you play for a few months and then you put it down for a year and then you pick it up again and you keep going back. Most games you never go back to in, in the, um, at least in the, in the board game industry, there are certain titles like, um, like settlers of Catan or ticket to ride that are that hit this really perfect zone where where they're referred in the industry they're referred to as evergreen titles right where they are always relevant you can all you will always sell copies of this and skyrim really kind of you know it might not be exactly that but it's darn close i mean how many how many re-releases have they done of Skyrim? Skyrim, you know, the, the I mean, hell they made an Alexa. Edition, the, <laughs> you know. Oh my god, yeah, they did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, they made every kind. I mean, it was, you know, and even still you go out to go get a copy, it's still the full like $60 price. Which um, is insanity. No, yeah, it's completely crazy. But again, like, why is it because Bethesda is a bunch of geniuses? It's a story about a time traveling dragon. It's not really that complex. Sure. The gameplay is mostly just exploring around the combats pretty leaves a lot to be desired, Mm. you know, but it's fine enough because ultimately it's more of a game about atmosphere and running around. Right. And so when but the mod community is the thing that says, well, we're going to, we're going to hit this part. We're going to hit that part and we're going to make this better. And this is more interesting. And then you can like go around and shop for these things. And it's fun even just to sit around and collect your mods. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, man, you hear about some of the stuff people are doing, like, like the uh, sky oblivion where they're yeah. literally just going to try to add like the entirety of Elder Scrolls four into Elder Scrolls five. Like, yeah. like who has the time? <laughs> like, what? I don't, it's insane. And yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, and it's and, the efforts of people like that. Yeah. That keep Skyrim selling at 60 bucks a pop. Right. Right. But, but you got to imagine that the guys at Bethesda is like, man, we basically made the perfect game. <laughs> oh, Man, dude, we, if, we if are I, geniuses, clearly. If I was one of them, 
I would probably allow myself a bit of that also. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I'll give myself a pat on the back. But and if you people want to say something about that, I, you know what I say to them? I help make Skyrim. So you know on what? that. Skyrim, Skyrim's good. Skyrim is good. And, you know, back to D&D. D&D is <laughs> good. And, but yeah. the community. And, and that's why we do this show. You know, let's make that clear, too. We, we make this show because we love being part of the RPG community. And we also hate when, when someone who has zero regard for the community. And, and what is clear that they don't. Right. And it, and it seems also as if their actions are almost ignorant of the community even existing. Yeah. Um, like they're really surprised by this, but right. then they're, then they're coming out with this, like not really apology letter where oh, they're like, boy, yeah, well, first of all, this is uh definitely a lot more negative than we were thinking, but you know, we, we wanted it. To, we wanted to know what the reaction might be. So this was oh, basically like an experiment. All right. So, so let's, let's rewind a little bit because this okay. response is, this response is my favorite. Um, do you, are you able to actually pull it up? I, I'm afraid to pull up a browser on my, on my PC while I'm recording. Cause I don't want it to screw oh, up the yeah. audio. Yeah. I can, um, I can pull it up. Do you have a link or do you want to just um, Google it really quick? Just Google it real quick. That's okay. It'll take a second. Um, oh my God. I have so many things open. Um, so while, while you're doing that, I'm going to run this down a little bit. Um, and then I'll have you read the uh, this the the most special line. Um, but in this letter, af- actually, quick step back as all the stuff with 1.1 was going on, someone, at least to my understanding, inside Watsi or Wizards of the Coast for anyone who hasn't heard the shorthand, um, they mentioned that at Wizards of the Coast they had never heard the upper management speak about the community in any sort of positive term and essentially view the community and the players and the GMs and all that, uh, basically view them as obstacles between, between wizards of the coast and the community's money that essentially we are to them just an obstacle between the apparent sacks of cash that we are hoarding behind ourselves. Yeah. Which we don't have. Right. And, right. You and, know, I, every time I go to a hobby store, I'm not seeing a guy wearing, a, wearing an Armani suit walking around. I'm going to freaking go to a thrift store and find one just to do that. Just to do that around in an Armani suit. Mm. <sighs> I'm going to tell everyone it's an Armani suit while I'm doing it. Too. <laughs> I have uh, the response open now. It's on a website called dndbeyond.com and uh, nobody uh, nobody goes there anymore. <laughs> so, what what cuz that uh, was the other thing. The the whole the whole community got together and they said, "So, let's cancel the well, our D&D Beyond subscriptions." That's what it was. The person who sent out this letter mentioned that not only are they saying this, but that the only real immediate metric that they can use to track how profitable things are or are not are D&D Beyond subscriptions. 
And they close out the letter with basically saying, allow me to repeat that just for the heck of it. The only way they are able to track immediately how profitable things are are at the moment are D&D Beyond subscriptions. All of you out there have a good day. And that (laughs) basically (laughs) triggered everyone going, so uh, how's everybody feel about canceling your D&D Beyond subscriptions and mass 40,000 people? 40,000 people canceled their D&D Beyond subscriptions and it was dead silent for like maybe a day or two. And there was a scheduled stream to happen from D&D Beyond where everybody thought that that they'd be coming on to basically address this huge punch in the gut that just happened. Yeah. And they cancel the stream and everybody goes, oh, we got them. And then this letter finally drops and they're leading with that. Well, let's, let's just dive right into it because the letter's not that long. Sure. Um, This five days ago by the D and D beyond staff, whatever that means. So the poor, you know, intern that was forced to write this. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When we initially conceived of revising the OGL, it was with three major goals in mind. Oh, these goals. First, we wanted the ability to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discriminatory products. Of course you lead with that. And of course, that was not the point. I don't right, buy that, that for a second. We're, we're changing some goalposts here. No, nope. uh, like right away. And it's like, like, dude, even in Spelljammer, people were upset about like racist tropes and stuff. And, and so like, you're not even living up to that. Okay. So second, we wanted to address those attempting to use D and D in <laughs> web three blockchain <laughs> games and NFTs by making clear that OGL content is limited tabletop role-playing content like campaigns modules and supplements okay because it's all about the freaking nft exploitation that's right by the way you know uh one thing i learned from watching sly flourish's video was that um and i guess i'm not surprised but wizards is getting in on creating their own nfts five bucks says that hasbro's driving that one too Oh, well, I mean, obviously, right? Because hey, they're just going to try whatever. About these, about these nifties? They're called nifties. That sounds good. So, um, a third, we wanted to ensure that the OGL is for the content creator, the home brewer, the aspiring designer. Because once you've accomplished it, then you need to stop. Our players in the community, not major corporations, for their own commercial and promotional purpose. Because corporations are bad. Well, we're we're starting to agree with that point. Maybe. And, and, you know, never mind the fact that about half of those individuals that you mentioned are making this stuff because they want to get to be the big guy. Right. Well, and, and even if they're not, it doesn't doesn't matter. It's like, oh, well, right. you, you succeeded. Now we're going to nickel and dime you. Well, like, why would I want to succeed then? You know, why right. would I? You know, what's the purpose? Why not just say, hey, man, you're a big dog now. Can Would you be so kind as to slap our logo onto your product or something? I don't know. Because all this community stuff, let's not forget, is free advertising. Right. All absolutely. These, all these community projects, Nord, Cobalt, any of these guys, no, 
Wizards of the Coast isn't paying any of them for for creating these 5e products Uh, yeah instead of that like why not make it like a badge of distinction right where like hey our third-party content was you know was watsy blue ribboned or whatever yeah right it it got a wizard's hat you know however you want to brand it you know it's like we got the stamp that's cool for us you know that's approval baby the seal of approval you know it's authenticated yeah you know whatever like that could be useful um okay so driving these goals were two simple principles one our job to be good stewards of the game so nailing that yeah you're nailing it (laughs) and number two the ogl exists for the benefit of the fans nothing about those principles has wavered for a second i mean for a second (laughs) yeah i don't i mean like there were like a good couple days there it seemed to me but well what, what what's obnoxious about this is how much like return blame guilt is being implied right it, we just want to make sure that hateful and discriminatory products don't make it which is assuming that third-party content is creating it which they're not i was gonna say like i i don't recall running into many you know stories recently of third-party content being just rife with you know right hate speech and stuff like yeah that. any anything where anything trouble seem keeps seems to come from again is watsy or just older D products right because you know certain things don't age well and that's um, and that's not to say that there aren't any you know problematic yeah. third-party uh products out there but yeah you know come on but but come on it's not it, this is not the big problem that we're talking about and then you know, we've only ever cared about you guys, right? This is this is the uh, I hit because I care, right? You know, like well, and as the like, I I am your parent, and so I'm going to do something. You're not going to quite understand it, but understand that my intentions have always been pure, right? That's the implication here. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it's patronizing, and and I think people are are reading this and they're going. I'm feeling patronized. I'm feeling attacked. Like you're not like the first thing you should be doing when, when you're listening to something like this is, well, I mean, obviously listening, but then it's like acknowledging the other person's feelings. Right. Okay. But we aren't doing that yet. Like let I'm, this is, I'm sorry, but except for without the sorry. So, okay. That's why our early drafts of the OGL included the provisions. They did the, that draft language was provided to content creators and publishers so their feedback could be considered before anything was finalized. Mm. In addition to language allowing us to address discriminatory and hateful conduct and clarifying what types of products the OGL covers, our drafts included royalty language designed to apply to large corporations attempting to use the OGL content. It was never our intent to impact the vast majority of the community. Whatever. Okay. The vast majority of the community. Okay. Yes. The vast majority of the community are just people that play Dungeons and Dragons for fun. Right. And they are just doing this. But to to think that their lives are not going to be affected by the many third party supplementers and publishers out there, you know, that that take up like their entire YouTube feed. Yep. And and their um, freaking bookshelves. And their bookshelves, because the only thing that wizards can produce 
is like just another subpar campaign after another, you know, as opposed to like useful tools. Yeah. Right. And so you got to rely on like Kickstarters to make you a DM screen that's worth anything. Mm. Right. So in fact, I just got one not long ago. I got a third party DM screen Ooh, box get it from? combination from, I forget what it's called. I, uh, but it's like, um, not like leather, but it's kind of like a pleather case. Mm. And then it's got like a strap that ro- runs around the sides of it. And then when you unfold the box, part of it is the DM screen. And then it has all this, all these like bands and plastic sheets that like are embedded into it. And so you can put a bunch of like cards and stuff into it. And then like the box itself is filled with like a bunch of the, the sort of like foam compartments for things like dice and minis. Cool. Um, And so that's what do we get from wizards? Yet another version of the, of the cardboard thing. It has a different picture on it, but the insides are basically the same or slightly different. Mm -hmm. It's again, you know, who's actually growing this brand? Who's actually making this game? Right. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me see. However, it's clear from the reaction that we rolled a one. Oh, Uh, (laughs) that's so funny. He knows the thing. How cute. Unfortunately, uh, this is a skill roll, not an attack. So it's not an automatic failure. You would know that if you're familiar with the rules. Uh, Okay. It has become clear that it is no longer possible to fully achieve all three goals while staying true to our principles. So here's what we are doing. I, I, they never at any point say, I'm sorry. Right. And, and there is a reason for that. I'm sure. Keep it, keep it coming. Cause, the good parts, yeah. the good parts coming. The the next OGL will contain provisions uh, that allow us to protect and cultivate the inclusive environment we are trying to build, there it is and again. specifically that it covers only content for TTRPGs. That means that other expressions such as educational and charitable campaigns, live streams, cosplay, VTT uses, etc., will remain unaffected by any OGL update. Content already released under one point a will also remain unaffected, but your thing already said that you can revoke and change this anytime you want. Never mind the fact that they that up until now it's been pretty clear, like it's even been spelled out that they're trying to deauthorize the previous OGL. Right. So stuff created under the old OGL, they're trying to basically make that like not okay. Which you know, a lot of lawyers are have been discussing whether or not that's even possible. But you know, what it will not contain is any royalty structure. It also will not include the license back provision that some people were afraid was a means for us to steal work. That thought never crossed our minds. Under any new OGL, you will own the content you create. We won't. Any language we put down will be crystal clear and unequivocal on that point, except for the one we just made. Mm. The license back language was intended to protect us and our partners from creators who incorrectly allege that we steal their work simply because of coincidental similarities. Okay. On that one, I <laughs> okay. like, I read that. I'm like, is this a thing that happens? Like really? Like how oh, often I mean, is wizards getting contacted with like, lawsuit level stuff saying that 
they stole a bunch of other people's stuff. Right. So it's, I mean, it's, it's probably happens from time to time, just on virtue of being a big company, you know, big companies get frivolous lawsuits all the time. Right. But is it like to the extent that this kind of seems like, of course not, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a non sequitur to the argument anyway. Right. Right. It, it's, it's completely irrelevant. It's, it, it's just like, Hey, look over here. Yeah. You know, that, that's all it's, you still haven't addressed what people are really concerned about. Watch the hands, watch the hands. Okay. So, uh, let me see. Uh, as we continue to invest in the game that we love and move forward with partnerships in film, television, and digital games, that risk is simply too great to ignore. Mm. Uh, um, okay. The new OGL will contain provisions to address that risk, but we will do it without a license back and without suggesting we have rights to the content you create. Your ideas and imagination are what make this game special, and that belongs to you. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it, it's 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 not just ideas and imagination, though. You got to be clear. We're we're talking about the printed published materials right the stuff that was sold okay nobody cares that i sat with my friends and i ran a long run campaign except for the people that were directly involved in that campaign yeah. watsi is not trying to come in and go hey freaking venture you yeah, know we is, we want to claim some ownership over that because i'm like sure you can have 50 percent of the zero money i made doing that right Right. That's not what this <laughs> like is freaking about. You know, that's not what this is about. Right. So who are you talking to? Okay. A couple of last thoughts. That's what it's saying. Not me. First, we won't be able to release the new OGL today <laughs> because we want to make sure we get it right. Mm. That almost sounds like you got it wrong, but you didn't say that. No. Second, you're going to hear people say that, that they won and we lost this because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won, and so did we. <laughs> right there. Right there. That is... This whole paragraph doesn't need to exist. That is... And, and that is the worst thing in this whole It's so incredibly thing. patronizing. And yeah, someone in our Discord posted this meme. I'm sure they're not the original creators, but it's those lines from the end of like Thor Ragnarok when the uh, Grandmaster is telling the the rebels that that really they both won the revolution. You know, it was was both of us. You know, we all pat ourselves on the back, pat on the back, everybody. Every revolution needs a needs a villain. So, like you know, I deserve some of the like. And you know, there was there was there's a term that up until I'd say like a year or two ago that I I hadn't really heard before, and then when I did hear it, I didn't quite understand it. But this is a perfect example of it, and that is gaslighting. Yes, where essentially <laughs> you're telling the victim, hey you're crazy or yeah. And those things that you experienced aren't real or you're misinterpreting them. Right. Your experience is not valid or I am not actually at fault the way you think I am or everything you're seeing is actually not what you think you're seeing. And it's, 
it is it's so dismissive and it's so disrespectful and yeah. it's completely it's completely ignorant of the situation that they're in like it's it's such a doubling down of like when you're in a situation like this like the writing is on the wall you had 40,000 of your customers say just what dip. you just did yep. sucked so we're going to flip you the bird and send you a message that hopefully it's clear enough for you yeah. to to hear and get it through your head but instead there and this was in the letter from that person who was on the inside as well that the overwhelming consensus is that they want to basically hunker down and expect that and wait until the community forgets and moves on well it's like i've unfortunately that's not what you want because what you need to do now is prevent people from jumping ship mm -hmm. right because a lot of people right now are looking at other systems paizo is like blowing quivering up. with anticipation oh, right like yes like they are they love all of this right because this is all just money right in their pockets and i'm seeing tons of people say so what about uh, pathfinder what's going on there oh totally um, it's like of course it's like we've being, been it's like being in a naval battle with this massive <laughs> gunship and then for no apparent reason you see all the little people scurrying around on the deck pulling in the cannons turning them around and like <laughs> pointing them down at the hull of the ship and then you just hear this big collective one two three and boom they just like yeah and it and it's all to get what anyway let's finish it off because yeah. we're just about done our plan was always to solicit the input of our community before any update to the ogl by the way always is an italic so you know it's real okay always they mean that that always right you didn't get it because you guys didn't get it because mm -hmm. we're we didn't communicate properly no 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 you, you communicated you had, just fine you, this isn't your ogl was not written by someone who didn't know the the verbiage for law oh this right and you to, you tried to pull a fast one you got caught yep and now you're saying what you're seeing isn't real yeah that's what's happening like okay the original ogl that everybody's been using is a 900 word document 1.1 was 9000 words that mm -hmm. is not like oh you know i just banged this out over an afternoon oh, yeah, no like work went into this they were intending on using this but people yeah. caught on and then it's like uh-oh you know so we we want to always delight fans and create experiences together that everyone loves mm. we realize we did not do that this time and we are sorry for that oh there's the sorry for that we're sorry that, we didn't though. delight you that's what yeah, we're we sorry did. about <laughs> that you aren't thrilled right by this and new look, state i'm of sorry for that you know i yelled and for that i'm sorry mm. you didn't you didn't apologize for the part where you punched the other person but you know i'm sorry for getting upset mm. um okay uh our goal was to get exactly the type of feedback on which provisions worked and which did not which we ultimately got from you yeah that so so this was all intentional and this is all this is all part of my master plan you predicted this 
I predicted this, right? Any change this major uh, could only have been done. Any change this major could only have been done well if we were willing to take that feedback, no matter how it was provided. So we are. Thank you for caring enough to let us know what works and what doesn't. You bet. What you need and what scares you. Because mm. you did. Without knowing. Yeah, because we couldn't scared. have figured that out. Let me know. tell you who needs to be scared right now. <laughs> yep. Look in a mirror. Yep. That's who needs to be scared right now. Okay. Yep. Because the did. The people that, that play this game are going to be just fine. Yep. The people that make third-party content for, for this game, they're also afraid. Mm. They might not be fine unless they can figure out a way to pivot, Yep. which is not easy, nope. right? The, this letter is being addressed like, oh, no, the fans. Guys, the fans are fine. Yep. The fans are going to walk away, and they're going to go, I'm going to play Fate. I'm going to play World of Darkness. I'm going to play... You know, whatever AJ's Anything picking, else. you know, we're going to go play a Paizo game. We're just going to say, forget it. I'm going to play Call of Duty. You know, yep. you know what? People are going to be fine. The, the You are not addressing the people that you are really threatening. Yep. Okay. So thank you for caring enough to let us know what works, what doesn't, what needs, what scares you. Without knowing that, we can't do our part to make the new OGL match our principles. Finally, we'd appreciate the chance to make this right. We love D&D's devoted players and the creators who take them on so many incredible adventures. We won't let you down. Well, I hope that that's true. It is actually not my goal to see wizards uh, crash and burn. Right? That's right. I, I do not, by default, just hate a company because it's a company. And I don't, by default, hate something because it's capitalist. I actually am personally a big fan of capitalism. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I don't like stupid. No, you know, I don't like dumb capitalism where it's like, well, let's make five bucks right now. And yeah, we could make 50 later, but you know, I'll be gone by then. Like that's, that's not a, a good mentality to have. And it's not even good long-term for your profits. Right. It's, it's, and and you know that that little line near the end where they say we appreciate the opportunity to make this right. It's like you have the opportunity. The opportunity is this moment right now, yeah. where you're looking at all of your stuff that is on fire, <laughs> and everyone around you is saying this is what you ought to do to maybe put out that so- fire. What it's what it's ultimately going to take is not an apology letter. What it's ultimately, I think, going to take. This is just my lay opinion. Mm. Is to they they need to have a, at least a symbolic firing. Somebody needs to step down, or somebody needs to be let go. Uh, then there needs to be a restructuring, and then they need to basically capitulate on all fronts. Mm. And I think if they if they do that which I'm sure they won't want to do, but if they can do it, I think they can continue existing. I I fear, but also maybe it's a good thing. I think Hasbro may end up looking at this and going, well, D&D is toxic now. Mm. And either the stock will get so low that someone will buy it out or they'll just sell, mm. right? Which could be good or bad, depending, right? If somebody- what if 
savvy. What if Disney it bought it? <laughs> you, you, you laugh, but also, but also, they, could, they, they are definitely Disney, happen. and you bet. Like, you know, depending on how this movie does, and I expect it'll do at least fairly well. Yeah, you know, people are going to look at that and go, "There's, there's merchandise there's something here. here." Yeah. You know, another an, another fat cat CEO is going to look at that and they're going to say, "Did you, you guys? No, I think D and D is under monetized, mm. but their idea for getting it monetized to the level that they want might actually be good because it's freaking Disney and they, if there's anything they know, it's how to make money. Very, very, very. They know how to make money, and right, you know, I I was talking with. Uh, with my wife, my mom <coughs> about this um, over the weekend. And my mom actually had an interesting idea too. Cause I, you know, I was talking to her about how it seems like all the people that are making these incredibly far reaching decisions um, and doing all the planning and whatnot, they seem to have a, a shocking lack of familiarity with with the community and with the uh with their lacking incredible awareness about the third party development scene and all that stuff and how all these external actors contribute to how well D&D is doing instead of just they it's it's as if they think oh D&D is successful because it's D&D and we could literally do anything. And these chumps will pay dollar after dollar after dollar for <laughs> right. whatever we do. And that's simply not the and case. And that's and that's and definitely true when it comes to magic. <laughs> I I actually heard from a buddy recently that they just tanked magic doing something really very similar. Um really? that the 30th anniversary was a freaking debacle. But wow. Um, I, I don't know enough about the situation to say anything else, but that my my mom was mentioning that uh, it would be very interesting to see these upper, upper, upper level business people create a position like a very business savvy person to to be familiar with the community, right, and with yeah. the third party scene to act as a liaison between the two. To make have sure to garbage like that, this doesn't happen. I like I can't imagine they don't have that. But then on the same token, sure seems like they don't. They probably don't have this person because like they don't make things. So right. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Like D and D is in the position where they are borrowing from the community, they themselves, mm. right? But they think that everyone's borrowing from them. It's a complete misinterpretation of their situation right right and so when you when when, it, when a producer sells a product right they would like to if they can sell it at the highest the, uh, amount of money possible right of course. of course yeah right but sally cannot sell her lemonade for a thousand dollars a cup she knows she can't do that right right so what does she do she she lowers it now. What does the consumer want to buy it for? Obviously, they'd like it for free, right? right? But Sally's not going to get out of bed and do her work if she's not going to get any money, right? Right. So they meet at a place called the Equilibrium, 
right? And they come up with a price. Now, when that exchange is made, they're not trading dollar for dollar. Both of them should come away from that exchange thinking they made a dollar plus something, mm. right? And so what we call that is the the consumer and the producer surplus, right? Mm. Where Where did they win, okay? Now, if you want to increase your your value on the producer side you have to also simultaneously create value yep. on the consumer side now most of the time the way that this is done by larger corporations is by reducing the quality of their product mm. in order to get overhead down right and then once right. overhead's down you can lower prices and become more competitive mm. but if you don't lower your prices and all you do is make your product worse that doesn't do you any good. So no. this is a situation in fact, where Sally you, is trying to harm. sell her. S- Sally sells out a lemonade and she gets the wrong idea. And she thinks to herself, my dollar per cup of lemonade clearly wasn't enough. So I have, since everybody bought my lemonade, it must mean that everyone needs my lemonade. <laughs> so the next day she says a hundred dollars a cup. Like I ain't and, nobody and people, that thirsty, Sally. Ain't nobody that thirsty. <laughs> and then she's like, "What happened?" And then she goes, "Well, you know, the decimal in front of the one was implied, right? I didn't think I had to actually put a dot there, but clearly I was wrong." So yes, you do, the, Sally. The dot'll be there tomorrow, right? That's that's my analogy. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like it's like you know so. You want to expand the amount of producer surplus that you're getting from your product. Okay. Then what you need to do is create value. Yep. Right. And if you do that, you can expand your brand and you can win goodwill. And I know that goodwill is hard to measure, but if you can can measure it it now, it's (laughs) zero able to measure it. Yeah. Right now we're definitely feeling the cost of not cultivating that or outright taking it out back and shooting it in the face. I was going to say, because up until <laughs> until this happened, the amount of goodwill that D&D had from yeah. the I mean, Watsy was always kind of on thin ice, but like... The brand, you know, though... The brand of D&D has been tarnished, oh. and, that's, and it's really a tragedy because it doesn't deserve that. No, it doesn't. And it you know. all of this also has me wondering like you know watsy needs to do this watsy needs to do that there is a huge part of me that you know if i'm being honest someone was to ask me what could watsy do to to restore faith and restore the goodwill in in the brand and in watsy itself and in hasbro itself frankly i mean you you mentioned a few things like having that uh that symbolic firing and things like that and some restructuring but frankly i don't know if there's anything i don't know if this is something that can at least in the nearish future i don't know if this is something that you can recover from i mean all of this stuff it seems like every action that's been taken from watsi's angle has has been a move rife with greed contempt and bad faith yeah that that just yeah yeah i mean they might not right they might not bother they might say well no we got to toe the line we got to keep the 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 company name what it is Mm -hmm. 
and you know we have to save our face no someone must commit seppuku here oh man in order to redeem their honor i mean that's what needs to happen figuratively speaking i don't want anyone to actually stab themselves um please god no don't do that yeah um (laughs) uh but i but i do think that we, we somebody does need to take responsibility and they and they do need to say i screwed up you know what if a big times you know corporate type goes you know what i worked at hasbro for a while they gave me a golden parachute i left symbolically hmm. you know they can still have a great career sure. right and watsy can say see we got rid of them hmm. and now we hired this guy who's your like we just hired Matt Coville, right? And oh. now Matt Matt Coville is now like we don't make any decisions that don't go through him first, right? Now, like crazy as that sounds, if they did something like that, assuming that Matt Coville had the business acumen required to, take which I imagine some, he would. By the I way, mean, I a, imagine he would. He's a sharp I mean, he's dude. been running his own business. That's true, right? And he's been doing tremendously well. So I, you know, I'm, I was kidding, but now I'm thinking, you know, that, that might be a good thing. So what pick. we're saying, Hasbro, is call up old Matt Coville and have yeah. a little chat. Have a little chat and just, you know, get him up there. You know, I would say AJ, but AJ is just going to burn down your whole office, yep. frankly. And I, I'm not sure that that's I mean, where you want to. But he doesn't even wear shoes. I mean, he's just, he's just a horse of a different color. And, you know, so, we're, we're only lucky enough to, to know such a guy, but yeah. you know, here's, here's my question for you, my, uh-huh. my good buddy. Yeah. Assuming that something that large and hopefully mollifying to, to the masses, something that, that we could all really get behind. I don't know what that would look like, but if things don't really change like that what does that what does that mean for you and how you approach playing playing ttrpgs do you keep supporting DD? do you keep buying their books do you keep running 5e you know yeah knowing that well i i don't think there's any reason not to run 5e while i am right because i've already purchased what i've purchased right sure Will I will I continue to to patronize Wizards of the Coast if nothing changes? I don't think I will, frankly. I mean, you know, like I, like you, I think that you we teach just did the system in a in a class. Like you're in right, but there's no reason I can't player. teach. There, there's no reason I can't teach fate, right, sure. or something else. And frankly, it's easier. Mm. So you know, there's no reason I can't do that. There's no reason I can't run fate on online there's no reason i can't switch to pathfinder 2 other than the fact that i just really don't want to sure sure (laughs) you know but there's no reason why and you know this about me i like to make my own thing that's true and so i would i think that if i really have that itch to make a DD game i can make it definitely not DD game Mm. that's highly derivative that i don't sell Right. And I just, I just make it and I just put it up for free as a PDF that anyone can have and they can take it or leave it. Here you go, y'all. It's the Atom engine. It's the Atom engine. Right. And then it can be as broken as we want it to be because it doesn't matter. Right. So, because I'm, I would just be making a PDF. I'm not selling any print unless like 
you know, anybody cared about that, but nobody will. So I'm, I'm just going to don't sell yourself short. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. It's just going to be D and D with fate stuff in it. That's, there you <laughs> that's go. All the, that's all it's going to be. That'd be all right. right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's fine. Right. I mean, heck with as much as we've toyed with fifth edition at this point, Shoot, we're practically gosh. doing our own thing. I mean, the, the, the Patreon game that I'm running right now I'm not, it's not going to have any monster manual monsters in it. Hmm. None. That's one of my goals. Every, Interesting. Everything from the most mundane animals to, you know, hulking boss uh, monsters, you know, they're all going to be uh, homebrewed, all of them. Nice. So that doesn't mean I'm not going to grab a stat block from somewhere else and use that as my starting position. Oh, sure. But, you know, I've never been that happy about monster mechanics. I've said that many times yeah. before. Uh, I don't love all the player character mechanics. I think there's still too much bloat in the game. Mm. And, you know, there's there's stuff. You know what? I'm feeling this. You know, <laughs> I want to make yeah. a thing now. Yeah. You know, I'm also very interested in uh, what AJ Pickett's doing. Oh, uh, yes. And yeah. I've asked him to maybe come back on and talk to talk again and kind of share with us what he's doing i would love um because he's essentially creating a compendium of various uh system you know system rules and and things that people have done in other games just kind of creating a a grab bag collection of hey make an rpg out of these legos right and and that to me is really um really fascinating so I would love to to have him back on, and uh, I, you know, he said he was interested, so we'll see how we do. Yeah, he's doing a open source, open source. Yeah, he he's uh, not selling anything. There's system. no product. It's just, yeah, he's just making it and, and releasing it. I love it. I mean, you know, because he, he's he gets fed up with these types, and yep. there and, and and he's in the position where people are constantly knocking at his door asking him to come work for official parties and he just won't have any part of it, mm. you know, you know, because he has his beliefs yep. and I think, uh, you know, and I respect him tremendously for that. Even if I don't share every sure. thing that he believes, I still, I still think he is a man of character. He, he definitely um, is. So anyway, uh, at this yeah. point, I think we've, we've said what we're going to say about it and we better wrap things up, but yeah. uh, that's a good question to end on. And I think that, Ultimately, Inspiration Point, you know, can easily exist without Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. It, it could, because D&D is just a piece of the pie. Yep. It's just a participant. It's not the owner. It's a participant. Yep. And, and it can take its toys and go home if it wants, because frankly, none of their toys are all that original. Mm. So that's my final thoughts on it. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's. You know, a lot, a lot of folks have, you know, have only been playing D&D. Like one of the big things about it being such a massive brand um, is that there are a lot of people who just, they started playing D&D and that's all they want. That's all they want to do. That's all they've invested in it. And, you know, they don't want to jump to anything else and, you know, change, even if change isn't scary to you, change is often a lot of work and it takes 
you know, some, some mental effort. Sometimes it takes some physical effort. Um, and to me, this is putting the, putting our hobby in a very interesting position where you're going to get a lot of people who, you know, where some lines seem like they're kind of getting drawn and people going, you know, my, my principles are not gonna, you know, don't, my principles won't allow me to feel good participating in something that uses or that would support a company that doesn't care about the people that give them their money. And, you know, I, I was thinking just, uh, just today or the day before, like, you know, the D and D movies coming out and I have been so looking forward to seeing it and I, I probably will, but at the same time, there's a, there's something in the back of my head that's going, eh, it doesn't feel as effortlessly easy to be excited about it. Well, well here's what I would say to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, you know, and I do want to close pretty soon cause I got to go to bed, but sure. Um, I would say, don't think of yourself as supporting whatever Watsy is. Think mm-hmm. of yourself as supporting everybody else. That's, actually involved yeah. with the production of the and, film and that that's why that's what's been kind of giving me a little bit of pause like a lot of the yeah. people involved in the actual making of the actual thing they're still hard-working people that that are you know just the same as us they want all the same stuff that we want and all of this is coming about because of people over their heads basically saying no this is what's <laughs> happening because you know, that's, that's how things are structured. And, um, you know, I, I would say at the end of all of this, you know, whichever way all of this shakes out, our hobby is going to look different. You know, it already is starting to look very different. Um, and it's not, you know what, that's probably for the best. I think it's definitely for the best. Yeah. I think, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention and all that stuff, you know, and this shaking things up is going to create some extremely interesting stuff for us too. There's going to be some really awesome stuff that's going to come out of all of this from places that you might not expect. Um, and I am, I'm hopeful as well as frustrated. Uh, Sometimes uh, evolution requires a meteor. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's, that's actually very, uh, it's, it's not hard to draw the parallels there. Um, no, nope. I think, Ultron was right. Ultron did nothing wrong. <laughs> Man, shots fired. Uh, uh, on that note, guys, um, let's look. If you don't mind, I'll just kind of give us a little button here. Sure. Guys, what Watsi has forgotten mm, is a it. secret ingredient. I was just going to say it. It's a secret ingredient, guys. And the secret ingredient is love. Love is going to make your games better. Love is going to make a community better. Love is going to probably make your profits better, frankly. Show will. Right? Because if you care about your customers, if you care about the people that, if you build custom or customer relationships, right, Mm -hmm. then there's no reason why in the long run that can't blossom into a tree bearing the fruit of cold, hard cash. Yeah, (laughs) baby. And, you know, but if you just chop down the tree and build a house, well, all you got is the house and you're done. Yeah. 
And, that and also, that's a tree. It's not a very big house. I was going to say, that's one tree. That's <laughs> not really much of a house. <laughs> not much of a house. I I would also just add to that. Show, Please, please make sure that you are showing that love to to the to the ground level people at Wazi right yeah or like don't take don't yell at your barista at <laughs> you know jeremy crawford or chris perkins or any of the guys below them or the you know the right those those guys are probably the ones shaking in their boots oh, right now man i i those are the guys you know not that i you know care that much about them but like you know, people that actually make this game. Yeah. You know, they're like, great, thanks. Like, like they, <laughs> they know all this stuff we we're saying. They're probably thinking the same thing. Like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, you know, so please, 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 please be kind. Be kind to people through all of this. You know, you can, you know, rant and rave at the corporation. Nothing wrong with that be good to the people. Um, and for anyone who's interested, uh, there's also a, a very cool discord channel that I've been a part of. That's been helping me keep abreast of all of, all of this stuff. And it's called defend the OGL. So if any of you are inclined to try to really stay on top of all this and maybe have been having a hard time, you know, finding it all in one place, that discord channel is a great place for it. So I would say, go check it out. It's called defend the OGL. Um, here you go. So, ah, it felt good to hammer that out. So I appreciate that discussion with you, my dude. Yes. And, uh, will you please, uh, carry us out so I can go to bed? (laughs) I, I will. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, you know, Head on over to our Patreon, check out the different tiers if you'd like to try to support the show if you feel so inclined. And if you can't with dollars, do so with your voice. Spread the word about the show. Talk about us on social media. You know, spread around that secret ingredient. We would love to hear it and see it. And we love all of you and we appreciate all of your time. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>